to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. Home, we're glad that you're joining us. If you're here uh, in the circle, we're glad that you're with us and glad that you could worship with us today. Um, is that is that iced tea we got over there today? Sweet tea. Come on, somebody. All right. Well, obviously, iced tea is sweet. I mean, what other tea is there? There's no other tea. So, it's, there's. I mean, this is church, so only righteous tea will be served at City Chat. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to go ungodly. There's no, there's no decaf coffee, and there's no unsweetened tea. That's just that's that's not of the Lord. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's. That's at those satanic worship places. They got that, that stuff going on. We don't do that. Um, but welcome in. Uh, if I've totally offended you by now because you like decaf coffee, I'm sorry. The Lord, Jesus loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. I'll just follow it up with that. It makes everything better. Um, how's it going? Uh, today's graduation Sunday, Senior Sunday. We're going to be celebrating some graduates today. Um, so if you decide to visit on this Sunday, you came at a good, at a good time. Uh, if you're here in the room, uh, the seat that you sat down at probably has a card that says connection card. That's our way to connect with you. You can either scan that with your phone or you can fill it out with an ink pen there and drop it off in one of these red boxes on the exit doors uh, at the end of service. Um, also next to that card is a giving card. So let's take a moment. I forgot last week, but let's take a moment to give to the Lord. Um, some of you guys gave anyway, so good for you. Good job. Um, but sometimes I just, I just forget about, about giving. But anyway, if you are uh, part of City Chapel, we um, appreciate you giving. You can text any amount to 84321, or you can scan that card right there, and that will take you to the giving um, uh, uh, spot on our website, the giving page. And uh, it'll, it'll get you set up there. Um, yeah, uh, we're thankful for everyone who gives uh, faithfully to City Chapel, and it helps us do what we're, what we're doing. And um, today we have a little something special. Uh, we're going to be honoring our graduates, and uh, we're going to be praying over them and laying hands on them and uh, here in a minute, uh, in a little bit. But first, we got to dismiss the 12 and 13-year-olds uh, to go to their class. And so all the 12 and 13-year-olds, you can go out with Miss Michelle. She's right there by the exit door waving the sign. Um, and uh, you might notice the kids are in their pajamas today. That's uh, something that the kids' ministry is doing today. Three through 13-year-olds are wearing PJs, and they're getting pancakes, I guess, for PJs and Pancakes Day. Um, the kids asked me last night if we what what fun things I used to do at church. That was that was a short that was a short story time. That was real short. I said, well, let me tell you, we experienced the presence of God when I was a kid. That was fun, um, but we never had any pancakes or pajamas, so uh, we never did anything like that. So um, anyway, I'm thankful for our kids' ministry and all of our kids' volunteers who not only seek the presence of God, but also seek to have fun with, with our kids and seek to make, a play, make it a place that is fun. So um, yeah, if you see them in pajamas, that's what's going on. This is not my pajamas. Um, this is just my regular clothes. This is how I roll. Um, but uh, but uh, also we're going to have our youth pastors come forward, um, Kirk and Tiffany, and they're actually going to share with you a message today. I've been 
I, I, I didn't ask them if they wanted to use this, but this is the arrow that I've been preaching from. It's very helpful visual demonstration. We've been preaching on on uh, uh, on on arrows. How our kids are like arrows. And these guys are going to kind of step into that process. I don't know if you guys remember. You, I'm, I'm sure you all remember. You haven't memorized. Um, but what we want to do is we want to take the arrow. We want to shape the arrow. We want to sharpen the arrow. Balance the arrow with the feathers on the back of it. And then release the arrow. So these guys are going to be talking about releasing the arrow today. Don't actually release it in, 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 in this room. Um, but we're going to be releasing some 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 graduates some people stepping into the next phase of their life and so we want to pray over them and release them and um and i'll let these guys actually share what the lord's laid on their heart but uh that's that's what it is you want to use my mic yes, please. all right actually we want you to stay up here because we're going to shoot an apple off your head no, just, <laughs> i haven't practiced at all so good luck with that <laughs> so uh yeah today we're talking about release um so it's, it's a biblical thing that we have uh, we've noticed in Scripture. Uh, it, it's, it was established uh, a couple weeks ago that we're going to talk about this, and we've been thinking about it. And uh, but before we get into the weeds, we want to do something called, it's a real teachery thing. <laughs> we, we kind of, we, we do teachery things because we're, she's a teacher and, and I plan on being a teacher. And we teach. So we're going to do a, a, a turn and talk, okay? And so what this does is it gets juices flowing in your brain. Because we, we don't want just things to just pass over your head. We're going to do a turn and talk. And as you see on the screen, it says, share with your neighbor a time you, were, you graduated or were, were released. You moved on. And so we're going to take one minute. It says 828 right there. So at 829, we're going to stop. And we're going to come back together okay so I want you to stand up and turn and talk to your neighbor about a time not, and not your wife Michael I see you looking at your wife don't look at your wife look somewhere else <laughs> share with your neighbor about a time you graduated or, or released and if you're on Facebook uh, I want you to post in the comments a time that you were released or you graduated, okay? So please share. Just did the same thing. Good job. So was was super awesome because like it was so quick. Like I got it was like first come first serve, right? So I got at the front of the line. So as you're headed back to your seats, I want you to, to give somebody a high five, okay? Can you do that? High fives all over the room. So when we started thinking about this, you guys can have a seat. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing with your, your neighbors. Uh, that also creates community, and, and we want to do that, right? 
not only release, but we're going to get together and we're going to learn stuff about each other because that's part of community. If you don't know anything about the person next to you, then what are we doing? Yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not community. That's not, a, you know, fellowship. Whenever we started talking, uh, whenever Eddie brought this idea to us um, of release, you know, I, I just graduated, and so we're thinking about, like, graduation and, and our kids moving on and, and going forward and stuff like that. I started thinking about our journey, because we have a, a son that, that is, has graduated and has supposedly gone through the release process. <laughs> he's, he's doing a great job. I, I don't, don't, don't laugh at that. He's, he's definitely, he's, he's being released I'm just saying it, it, was, it was a tough time for us. Yeah, um, at the time of Chris's uh, original release, he was deciding after high school, he spent some time doing some jobs and kind of figuring out what he wanted to do. And um, he eventually, I think a year after high school, a little bit more than a year, he was starting to talk about joining the military. And as a mom, I was super nervous. Like, you know, I was like, okay, but we really got to pray about this one. Are you sure you've prayed? Like, I kept asking, you know, those questions because I wanted to make sure that he was making a decision that he really thought about and he really was guided into. And it wasn't just a, a knee-jerk reaction. Um, I, Chris takes after me a lot, and I am a knee-jerk reaction person. And so I wanted to kind of instill that wisdom to kind of take a step back, like ask God, you know, and so he molded over for a while and he was really set and he said, you know, mom, I really feel like this is what God has for me. And uh, so we were like, okay. And uh, originally a date was set and, um, and he was like, okay, it's going to be a little while. We're going to, um, we're going to have time. And I was like, okay, great. You know, we have time to kind of process this and it's kind of, uh, an ease my, my mama heart into this release that's happening. Um, we found out in March that um, I had a brain tumor and it was really quick and it happened quickly and they were telling me I had to have surgery like within the next week or two, which seemed like so sudden to me. I'm like, in hindsight, I wish I would have asked more questions and like, are you sure? Like, do we need a second opinion on this? Um, but I was trusting the doctors who were diagnosing me and telling me they were trying to save my eyesight and it all seemed very logical. So as we're walking into this, at the same time, Chris is finding out that they've moved his uh, date up to go to boot camp and it's actually gonna be right around the same time. Um, so we as a family are just processing, you know, all of these events that are happening um, and, and trusting God ultimately um, I don't know what it is. Uh, Sometimes I feel like I've been gifted uh, a faith from a young age, which I'm so thankful for. Um, and I clung to it. Like I, I clung to the fact that, you know, I have to trust that God is working in this, even though I don't understand it all. Um, I remember uh, in the middle of spring break, um, I had my surgery, and Chris, right around that time, he got to be there for my surgery, and I want to say... Three days next, later? Three days later, yeah. yeah I think it was three days later. That he was uh, off to California to do his uh, Marine boot camp. And uh, they made some special circumstances, which was really cool. By the time I was home, he got to call us from California, and, he, and when he was eventually 
um, there we got to like a special call. I just remember very vividly feeling like very grateful to God that like they allowed him, which they usually don't at this point, to call to check on and on me at home and to just you know hear that everything was copacetic. I like. I felt like, you know, it was just kind of one of those like special things. And honestly, I feel like even having brain surgery, you know, there was just so many more things to, to focus on that I, you know, that release was kind of like secondary, you know, in the moment. And it wasn't till, you know, boot camp that I had to kind of process that. Yeah, I remember that, that phone call. Uh, I don't know if you guys know anything about the Marine boot camp. At, at some point, they allow you to, to make a phone call and they give you, I don't know, what is it, 30 seconds? You, you shout in the, the phone, uh, I'm okay. I don't know, remember all the things that you said, but it was, it was not enough. Um, you know, it wasn't, there was no connection. There's, how you doing? Are you, are you eating well? That kind of thing. It was none of that. It was like, I'm good. I'm not dead. Let's go. And, and they hang up. And we, we, we missed that phone call. Uh, we got it on, on voicemail. Um, and, and so it, it's like we're going through all this stuff and, uh, you know, we're so burdened with Tiffany's health that, that this thing, it's just like it, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like an active thing for us. We weren't, we weren't releasing anything, you know. It, was, it came out of our hands and we, we just, you know, there, there was no planning or anything to it. So when Eddie came to us and, and he brought, you need to talk about release. <laughs> ha, I, what, what do I know about this, right? Right, I, I, I don't know anything about this. I, it, I, I stumbled into it. I like, I'm still trying to force Gump my way through it and, and I'm not doing it very well. So um, <laughs> release is, is, is not what we think it is all the time. It's not necessarily what you have planned. And so uh, before we get into like what we're talking about, we want to talk about definitions, okay? Um, what we mean by release, okay? This is just strictly, the first one is strictly a, uh, a dictionary version, right? Release, uh, allow or enable to escape from confinement or set free. You know, that's pretty plain Jane but I, think, but I think the Bible has different understanding. We have a different understanding of this release from a biblical perspective. I'm going to read a scripture to you 
that I feel like it exemplifies the way that God would handle the release, okay? And it's Psalms 139. I, I'm, I'm going to give you guys a second. If, if you have your, your Bibles on your phones, uh, pull it out and look it up. Or... Uh, So th- this is something that I noticed as a youth pastor that it's really important for, the, for us to actually get it out and look it up so that, you know, we, we know stuff like uh, Psalms is Old Testament. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and I noticed that, that some kids have, have difficulty finding this, this kind of information, it, but it's important that they get into the Word. Uh, so we're going to read the entire 139 Psalm, Okay. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I set, when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You were familiar with my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. And such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you were there. If I make my bed in the depths, you were there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will, will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like day, for darkness is light to you. For you created my inmost being. I'm going to read it again. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Can you read? Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I, made, when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me you are, are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So the, the world has a way of it to where, um, and just to, as an analogy, I remember my parents 
they they told me they were going to purchase uh, luggage for me when it, at my graduation. Did anybody else experience this? <laughs> no, Lou, apparently not. <laughs> so it, it's kind of more like kicking out of the nest, kind of a, and that's the way the world does it, right? It's it's not. It's like we expect we graduate and. Hey, I know how to pay bills. Hey, I know how to be a good person. Hey, I know, I know what God has for me. I know the direction he's going to take me. And that's not the case, right? The biblical release is different from the world's release. See, like our kids, for that matter, me, I need some guidance in my everyday. Like I'm a 40-year-old man. You know what I mean? Like, I've lived a little bit, and if, if every day I, I don't get a little kick in the rear, you know, then I, I'm going to go off kilter. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, like, I remember being 20 years old, and, you know, heaven help me. Like, I don't have no idea how I'm still breathing. It's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> so, um... Next slide, please. Thank you. All right, so what we're going to do next, thanks for the slide to remind me. Uh, ADD is awesome, right? Uh, we, we're going to spend another minute, okay, but this is going to be an individual thing, okay? What I want you to do is we're going to hold on to the word release in our minds, right? I want you to think about what this word does in your soul, Okay? Think about what it feels like in your heart. How does your soul respond to this word? Is there resistance? If there is resistance, why is there resistance to release? Can you identify things in your life that you need to release? Okay, so it is 844, and so we're going to take a moment, just ponder those things. If you need a reminder of what you need to be thinking about, look at the screen, okay? Um, if you are on Facebook, please uh, respond in Facebook to, to any of these questions that, that you feel like you're comfortable uh, identifying. Um, so we're going to take that minute right now. Okay, guys, so I'm going to go ahead and pause, ask you to pause. I don't know about you, but for me, when I think about the word release, there's a, a restraint there. Uh, there's a little bit of uncomfortableness or, or uh, like a resistance. 
um, like it, my, all my senses kind of perk up and there, there's like a little bit of pull on my heart. And me and Kirk were kind of talking about this word release. And even with the arrow analogy that the Bible gives us so clearly, there's a pulling that happens and there's like a transferring of that energy from the, the archer who has put so much effort into this arrow. And there's that tension that's now transferred and that's where the arrow is going. You know, and so we, we can't always predict where our arrow is going to go, but we definitely have hopes and dreams and um, goals for that arrow. Um, and we definitely impart and want our, that arrow to meet the mark. Um, but there's also that, that release, that let go, that feels a little scary. Like, what if I lose this arrow? Like, it's, it could travel so far. What if I never see it again? I remember on... Uh, a, tra- like a year, or no, no, I'm sorry, not a year. My timeline's like all, um, you know, going a month later after Chris was uh, done with boot camp, we're um, flying out to San Diego to watch him graduate. And I think finally, you know, I'm starting to heal. Um, I remember uh, sitting there getting dressed to go see him at boot camp. And I sat on the bed and I just bald and Kirk was like I think it was out of nowhere he was like what's happening like are you okay like are you hurt you know especially at the time he's wondering you know is everything okay are you feeling okay and I said I just had this realization as a mom that our relationship forever has changed he doesn't need me the same way that he'll ever need me like he did before um uh, and I was like and I hadn't really processed that you know, I hadn't really given myself the space or time to process that release event. And it felt very final in that moment. And I just kind of had needed a moment to kind of mourn that change, um, that relationship change. Now, God is good. And I will say we've had many, many moments as a mother and son that have restored that, like, com- it hasn't completely changed, Mama. There are times that he still needs me. But uh, it was just this different. It was. It, I knew it was going to be forever a little different. He was no longer my little boy. He was a man. Like he was going out and becoming independent of me, and it was joyful. Later on, you know, we were definitely able to celebrate, and and there is a joy in it. But there is a mourning as a mom, as like something you put so much effort into this thing that is now soaring on its own. Um, so that's kind of what me and Kirk were talking about. That that analogy and how beautiful is that tension that, you know, and your arrow shooting. And almost, I I was telling Kirk, it's almost like, because the analogy can get weird if you're like, well, but now the arrow is also the archer once they have kids. But I was sharing with Kirk, like, it's also kind of like we're releasing that arrow to a better archer. Like now God is kind of the one in charge of picking him back up and setting him on, on the right course that hopefully we have done enough to impart in him to hear the voice of the best archer out there. So the, the next analogy that, that I thought of biblically was I was thinking of the disciples and the way that they were released. So if you think about timeline-wise, okay, they're like hanging out in boats and they're, they're doing their fisherman thing or the tax collector thing so they they had been (laughs) they had they had gone into their profession they were being apprenticed right and then jesus comes 
He's like, come on, get, come with me. And they just go. And parents are like, okay, cool, right? And, and then I thought about that as a parent, right? Like, what is the Bible trying to teach me here? Like, th- this is kind of awkward. The thing is that, that, like, biblically, they knew Jesus was a rabbi, right? And whenever they were releasing their kid, they were releasing him potentially into, like, a political position as well as a spiritual position, right? Um, and, and you can see this in the, in the, uh, the disciples' lives. They, you think about James and John and, like, they, they were rejected by, by a town and they come out of the town. They're like, hey, Jesus, let's uh, call down fire and thunder on them. Right? And because th- they, were, they were expecting power from this, right? Um, our expectations are messed up sometimes, right? Even if you're a disciple of Jesus, right? We don't get it all the time, right? And so um, what we wanted to show next was that, that, uh, that release in slow motion, like a video. And we, we didn't get because technology, you know, is awesome sometimes. We wanted to show you the release of an arrow in slow motion like a thousand times. And it, go home and look it up. This is your homework, okay? <laughs> this is your homework. Look up uh, uh, an arrow being slow, uh, released in slow motion. Um, what happens, let me just despi- describe it for you, is it, it looks like it's wiggling as it goes through the air. Like in, in normal motion, right, like our vision, it goes, right? And it, it lands right where it's supposed to. By, by somebody who knows it, but knows what they're doing. The archer that knows what they're doing goes, Poof! right right to the bullseye, right? But what is actually happening is there's so much force pull back and release that the, 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 the arrow contorts all the way there. So this release process is not necessarily a comfortable thing for the arrow or for, or for the, the, the archer, especially if, if the archer is not gloved. Uh, you, if you watch professional archers, they have like these gloves and these things that hold on to the, the wire or whatever, and they know what they're doing. Um, next slide, please. His ways are drastically different from ours, drastically. What you think you should be doing as a parent and what he thinks, your expectations and his expectations now, as a Christian, you should be trying to find it. You're going to be aiming at it, but you are going to miss it as a parent. Yes, I mean, even, even well-intentioned right. biblical parents are going to miss the mark some way, yeah. right? There's going to be tension there. Hmm. Isaiah says, Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says this, For my thoughts are above your thoughts. Neither your ways are my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God has it. He knows what he's doing, even if you don't. So, like, as terrifying as being an adult parent is, I know that I'm no longer the archer. I'm not aiming him. Okay, it's, it's the things that I've instilled, they're still there. And, and I hope the things that I messed up on, you know, don't stick somehow. But I know that I was once an arrow and that God is, is, 
in the process, like we, we read, he knows my ways. He knows where I've been. He knows my daily thoughts. Like right now, however I'm messing up right now, he knows and he's trying to redirect it, yeah. right? And that's what's going on with your kids, right? His plans are better than ours. You may have great plans for your kids. They're not good enough. God knows better. And he's going to mess them up because your ways are not his ways. Yeah. Psalms 103, and I hope that, that he does mess up your, your plans for your kids <laughs> because they're not good enough. I hope he messes up my plans because, well, you know, it's me. <laughs> so, uh, Psalms 103.11 says, For as high as the heavens are above the word, the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. His ways, his plans are better than yours. And so this is, this is, this is what today's lesson was about, okay? Surrender to the archer, okay? And know that it's not your parents. Know that you as the parent are... are you're a tool to do the releasing, but God needs to be doing the, the directing of you, okay? You have to surrender to that as well. You have to be surrendering like the arrow does too. So it kind of gets a weird cir circle, I don't know, an arrow releasing an arrow thing. That's where like the, the analogy kind of gets weird in our heads. Um, <laughs> Um, so, um, moving forward, we're going to, at this point, we're going to, we're going to call the, the graduates up, um, and we're going to, um, we're going to tell you some stuff about them, and then we're going to pray over them and anoint them that, that this release would be done in a biblical way, that, that Amen. it's not, it's not just, um, not just the parents doing it. The body of Christ has to be part of this, okay? It has to be, um, yes, the parents guiding and directing, but also the body of Christ has to be doing some directing, okay? Because we are the hands and feet. Yeah. And, and good Lord, if you see my kids messing up, please, please help them, okay? If, if I'm not there. Um, so we're going to start that process. And as they're doing that, I wanted to add one quick thing that I cannot tell you the number of times that I've had a worry for my adult child that I, you know, guided him with my words and in love and then later went on to pray about and saw that fruition come later on where, God, where he felt like, you know what, mom, actually, I don't think I'm going to do that. Or, and so there is a beauty in him having that relationship and me having that relationship where he gets to hear from God and I don't have to be the hammer that comes down so so harshly um and the same is true even in all my relationships i found that true also with my husband yeah, she's gonna <laughs> bring the hammer too <laughs> so the the first uh graduate we're going to talk about is is solia rodriguez he, he's been coming i remember uh seeing him uh seeing we're, we're still going to, we still love him. Yeah. He's still here. Love you, Solier. Hope you, hope you see this. 
he graduated from Bowie High School and plans to attend, however you say that word, uh, Onondaga? Onondaga community. But he, uh, he, uh, he's going to be a mechanic, but he got a scholarship for uh, lacrosse. Awesome. Super proud of the guy. Uh, <laughs> Our next senior is Hannah Larson. And she graduated homeschool, Alpha Omega Life Academy. That's the self-named one, is that correct? You had named your own university, that's awesome. Uh, uh, she did a lot of uh, ACC classes while she was doing, is that ACC? She's got a lot of, she's got like 39 credits. That's, that's crazy. I can't imagine graduating with Hannah, 39 credits. Hannah, if you'd like to stand up and come yeah. grab a Bible, Pastor Harry would love to sh shake your hand. She plans to attend Texas State University in the fall, uh, major in English, and hopes one day to be a published author. <laughs> We've also gotten the joy of seeing Hannah dance um, every December, and it's just been gorgeous. Every time we see it, I'm in awe of her and her friends that are doing such an amazing job. Great job. Our next graduating is Savannah Miller. Uh, Savannah has been part of the youth group, and uh, she graduated via homeschool also. Uh, and she's planning to move to Montana and start a dude ranch or work at one. Fingers crossed. That sounds amazing. Uh, awesome. We've also had the pleasure of uh, seeing Savannah grow in Christ. And then we, had, we were surprised to find out that Savannah is a beautiful viola player and invited us out <laughs> to, hear, to hear her. And it was just a wonderful time. I hear she sings, too. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Yay, um, our next graduating person is Aricela Botello. And Arceli. Arceli. She graduated from Atkins High School. She plans to continue her education in uh, Austin Community College through the Go Project. <laughs> Super proud of her. Our next one, super, <laughs> Madison Fleming. Uh, she graduated from Lehman High School. She plans to attend Austin Community College in the fall and then go continue studying music at the University of Texas, San Antonio. She's... She came over to our house multiple times trying to uh, start a, a band with my daughter, and, and it, it was awesome. She's we loved it. Super it was funny, and yeah. we just love Madison. We've gotten to really know her as she's been a part of the youth group, and just see her grow and uh, build relationships. She's an amazing young lady. Our our next yeah good. Our our next graduation person. <laughs> graduate. 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 Yes. That sounds much better. Thank you, baby. <laughs> See why I need her? Uh, amongst other things. Um, Megan Miller is our next graduate. graduate. She, gra she graduated from Austin Community College. with. She has 
multiple things here. Uh, associate's degree in pastry arts, culinary hospitality, entrepreneurship. She plans to remain in Austin and join missionary training program. I think this for the next nine months. And we are dying to try Megan's food. So anytime for sure. we're yeah. Anytime. Willing. Anytime. <laughs> and then this guy. And our last graduate <laughs> is Kurt Fenton. Kurt graduated from Texas Tech University with a bachelor's degree in sociology, communication, and integrative studies. He plans to complete his teaching certificates to teach middle school special education. Yada, yada, yada. Um, thank you. And, and I think I made Peter uh, like steal these pictures off of Facebook or something because I... <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, yeah, we want to pray for you guys. We want to pray for all of our graduates. So um, actually anybody who wants to come lay hands on them, especially the prayer team. Um, if any guys want to lay ha hands on the guy and any ladies want to lay hands on the ladies, that would be great. I'm just going to anoint them with this oil that we have here. Um, it's what the Bible teaches for us to do. And um, I'd like for us just to pray over them as as they're being released. And so the the... The mental picture in my mind that he was, as uh, uh, Kirk was talking about, he was talking about that, that, that releasing, how the arrow looks like it's straight in real time, but in slow motion, it's actually quite wobbly. And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about how, man, the power, the, the reason why it stays straight is because of the power of the string that it's, that it's connected to. And so we as parents, we, and as educators, we pull, we pull on people. Um, but God is, is the, the power that sends them in the direction that he wants them to go. And so I just, I just want to pray that God would create... What did, I looked it up. I Googled it real quick. It's called a knock. It's the little knit. It's the little um, hook in the end of the arrow. Every arrow has to have a, a carved out place for God. Every arrow, if you're going to go straight, you have to have a carved out place that you rest against God. You lean on him. And it's his power. It's not your parents, it's not your educators, it's not the military. <laughs> it's, not, it's not any of these institutions that we love and, and that we support. It's not the school system. Uh, it's not the government. No, there is the power. You have to have a, a, a knock created, a nook created for God to rest against him. And so, Father, even right now, we just anoint these people right now in the name of Jesus we anoint Kirk in the name of Jesus that he's going to have a space reserved only for you. We anoint them in the name of Jesus that they are going to always be sensitive to your presence in their life. We anoint Araceli in Jesus' name that they're always going to have a space reserved for you. That no matter what comes at them, that the power behind them is greater than the, the difficulty in front of them. The power of the Holy Spirit is greater than anything that they're going to face. And it is his power. It is his hand that is going to propel them into their destiny. He alone knows his plans for them. And he alone has, has obligated himself to see it to completion. 
that, 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 that whatever it was committed against, whatever's committed to him, he will keep until that day. And so we commit uh, these graduates to you, the next phase of their life. They're not necessarily leaving to go to another city necessarily, but they're stepping into a brand new season and they're not stepping into it alone. They have their church family. Uh, they have physical family. They have friends, but they also have the Holy Spirit. And they can lean on him and they can rely on him. And his power, even though it might seem wobbly, his power propels and pushes them into the direction that they were created for. He alone knows the purposes and the plans that he has for them. They're good plans. Plans to prosper and not to harm, even though harm may come. But his plans are not future and a hope. It's not always what we plan. It's not always, a, not always as pretty as we thought, but the future and the hope. Lord, let them find the hope that you have for them. Let them see your version of their reality. Let them see your version of their next steps. Not comparing themselves with other people because you made them uniquely special and you have a unique target for them. Everybody's going toward a different target. You have a unique target for them. You have something that they were created to do that nobody else can do. And so, Lord, we say yes to you. We say yes to your plans and yes to your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.